Hi, this is Stephanie Fowler. And this is Tony Russo. And you're tuning in for another episode of So What's Your Story? A podcast and video chat with writers and authors where we talk about their books, their work, their creative process, and whatever else happens to come up in conversation. Today, our guest is Frank Hopkins, author of six books, including the Hoffman and O'Hare Mystery Series. His books have won awards from such notable outlets as the Delaware Press Association and the Maryland Writers Association. So welcome back to the podcast, Frank. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you back on. I think you're a bit of a veteran uh, of the podcast here. And yeah, you're, you've, you've got to be approaching Jeff's status. You, this is your fourth, fifth, fourth? My fourth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At Cranking point, him out. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like a badge, like a, like a Boy Scout badge for you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk, I don't think we've really talked in, in, a whole, in real deep depth before, but... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about you've created this Hoffman and O'Hare series. And I think when in one of the previous podcasts, when the first one came out, Abandoned Homes, um, and then all of a sudden, like, then we had two more come out. Can you tell us a little bit about the decision to take two characters from one book and then develop that into kind of a a series? Yeah, I usually go to this uh, conference every September. And it's called the uh, Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity Conference. And I was chairing a panel, and I noticed three out of the four people had series. And they were quite successful authors. And so we were looking for questions to ask them. So I says, why do the three of you concentrate on series? And they said, well, uh, you can build a following much easier with a series. You don't have to create new characters each time. And you can write a lot faster, which, uh, you know, I'm on my fourth book now and hope to get that out by the end of the year. And so I took them to heart. I remember the, in the in the abandoned homes that they were they were compelling characters, but abandoned homes wasn't set up as the beginning of a series like sometimes you read a book and you're like, OK, I know this is going to be a series, but that was abandoned homes even though it's the first book in the series, it didn't read like it was, and you didn't have that in mind, right? When you started that off. No, I had the meeting. Uh, I was at the meeting after that was published. And so how did you choose them instead of starting from scratch with two new ones and then maybe building a different kind of. Actually, a lot of people gave me feedback saying they liked the couple, their backgrounds. Oh yeah. And the fact that they formed a relationship and, so in the beginning of the second book, they get married oh. uh, as a, you know, trying to investigate a murder. <laughs> yeah, because everyone loves it when their honeymoon turns into a, a crime investigation, right? Right. Correct. <laughs> and so uh, incidentally, the- I, I was in Greece uh, and I went through all those uh, areas that uh, were in the book. And I was supposed to take Sally this last uh, June. But obviously that was canceled yeah. because of COVID. Right. Um, so I'm sorry, can we get the titles? What are the titles of the of the two follow-up books? The titles, uh, actually, I have, I don't know, can you see this? Uh, I yeah. can. Counterfeit, yeah, the Counterfeit Drug Murders. That's the third one. And then and I then can't see the middle one. I know it because I made the cover. So the billion dollar, or the billion dollar embezzlement murders, right? Right now, um, Stephanie stole my uh, thunder here. I was going to 
congratulate her on making two great covers. The first two books were hers. But I think she was involved in getting her book published, the latest one. So she uh, declined to do the third cover. And so I, it hasn't won the Pulitzer Prize yet. I want to call you out a little bit. That billion-dollar one, you yeah. were talking about that before you put these characters to it. Right. <laughs> I, we, I remember discussing that that notion with you about this uh, about this book. So had you gotten far into it before you decided to kind of introduce the characters as the protagonists in this story? Because it's a story you've been kicking around for a while. I'm not crazy, right? Uh, no, you're not. No, I, uh, I melded them together after I decided to go with the series. Right. Why should I start something from scratch when they would fit right in? And so how did you have to do much reverse engineering? Were you f too far into it? What was that whole process like? No, well, the way I write books is I, it's very detailed. I do an outline. Well, I look at what I want in the chapters. I had to change that, putting them in. And then I get a uh, an outline and then develop scenes and so forth. And I keep it all uh, on a spreadsheet. So it's fairly easy to make changes once I do that. Yeah, I remember one time you and I were talking about it. You actually use, what, Excel spreadsheets to actually kind of keep track of your scenes and your characters and 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 all that isn't, isn't that right it's exactly right yes yeah am i, am I giving away trade secrets here though no no <laughs> not at all i actually discovered that approach i wrote proposals so we use a similar approach but at a conference the maryland writers association conference and a romance writer sort of did the whole thing on a spreadsheet and i said wow that should a romance work. a romance, romance novel writer. Done she has Excel like eight novels out, you know. So wow. <clears throat> I forget her name, unfortunately. Yeah, that's pretty wild, though. As right. I'm as I'm learning to uh, promote my book, I've been listening to a lot of you know how to promote your book podcasts, and they're mostly targeted toward people who are putting out a book every you know six months to every quarter, and that's what it is. They they develop these characters, and then it's just. You have the characters and then you have the plot and then moving right along. And the idea is that the more everyone, almost everyone who bought the first book will buy the second book. And almost everyone who buys the second book will buy the third book. And even though the number goes down, every time you sell another first book, it starts that cycle over again. Correct. And so have you seen that? Have you seen that? Uh, uh, no, it's a little different with indie publishers mm -hmm. when you're in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, the, the pandemic really did change it the landscape quite a bit. The, uh, all it the was? Book signings. Yeah. It killed all the book signings. And uh, I couldn't afford to do the publicity that uh, Grisham and these other characters can do. Uh, yeah, it, it's been very difficult to get. I'm. I've been getting on podcasts. That's the uh, that's that's the way I've mainly been promoting my book that's coming out. Um, and I guess we can talk about this because I bullied Stephanie, so I can I can bully everybody else. There's a there's a podcast uh, website. It's called Matchmaker.fm, and you know I just go on there and I look for podcasts that I think I could contribute to. And if I think that I would do a good job, I listen to the show. And if the show's not awful and I think I can do a good job, I just shoot them an email and say, hey, I'd like to be on your show. I've probably been on 15 or 20 shows. And oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's labor intensive. But again, what are you going to do if you can't leave your house? 
Right. Yeah. And I would say like Tony bullied me into it. So I did, I signed up as a, a as a podcast guest for uh, matchmaker.fm. And I'll tell you, I, I've already booked like two or three shows and I've only been on it for, look, Frank's trying to write it down right now. He's like, fine. Yeah, I certainly am. He's going to get every nickel out of that $40 headset. That's for sure. Yeah. But I can see it right now. He's like, unfortunately, I'm... I cleaned my office, so I can't find a pen. Well, I tell you what, Frank, I will, I will send you an email with it. How about that? Uh, okay. That yeah, I will, good. Se- I will send you an email with, with all the instructions, but yeah, I think that, you know, you bring up a good point, Frank, that, you know, indie publishing and, you know, being an author in the age of COVID was definitely uh, a challenge. I mean, I released my book in September, which was still, you know, in the thick of it. And, you know, I couldn't do any book signings. I couldn't do anything. So it was like book clubs by Zoom. And, you know, it's, it's, it was just a very unusual, unusual time. How did you sort of move through it? How did you kind of cope through it? Uh, basically writing the next book. Yeah. But I did one, um, I have this little uh, presentation that people asked me to make, and I did it for uh, South, South Delaware Volunteers or something. It's how to write, how to become a novelist. Okay. And that, I was surprised. That sold like 10 books in two days after that from the oh, local wow. bookstores, which is, uh, you know, better than, uh, but I wish I'd have more of those. So that's why I wanted to write down that uh, podcast. I, will, I promise I, you, I promise on. you, I will send you an email. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Unfortunately, when you when you're a podcast guest, as all of our guests know, there's no good metric for whether or not it's working. You know, there's, uh, you know, when the sh- the day the show comes out, maybe you get an uptick in in followers on on social media or whatever. But, you know, people listen to podcasts all the time. People listen to podcasts, you know, weeks after they come after they come out. So for me, it's more like old timey advertising where you just, well, I'll just I'll just keep saying the same things over and over and over again. And, you know, maybe someone will listen. Um, I, I want to talk briefly, speaking of the over and over and over again thing about um, chock full of nuts coffee. Um They've been running this ad on the baseball games, and it's starting to work on me. Uh, they they advertise themselves as uh, infinitely recyclable steel. They the cans are in infinitely recyclable steel, and every time they say that, I'm like, yeah, I'm a scumbag because I I buy plastic coffee, plastic wrapped coffee, and it's that kind of thing that I never used to believe in, which is just you know the repetition, the repetition, the repetition. Eventually. I mean, I'm still buying coffee in plastic because I'm not a huge fan of chock full of nuts. It reminds me of being a kid in New Jersey. So um, I still buy I still buy, you know, snabby, pabby coffee. But the idea that I think about it now um, is kind of what kept me going and just doing the shows and doing the shows and being, you know, being accessible and being interested in my own books and, you know, trying to be a good guest. So doing the research, uh, listening to a show so you know how it goes. Um, and that the guests, the, the hosts love that because hardly anyone listens to a podcast before they come on it. And so if you listen to it and you can talk about the show you listen to, um, they like you for that. Yeah. And it's something that uh, it's something that they take seriously. And, it you know, it makes them feel like it was worth it to have you on. And maybe it makes them promote it a little bit more, um, I think. Yeah. Well, Frank, you said you were writing a 
a fourth book in the Hoffman and O'Hare series. Can you can you tell us about that? Oh, of course. Uh, it's called Environmental Murders. And one thing about a series, you have to have continuity uh, between hopefully the covers and, and, the, and the titles and so forth. And this is about um, pollution in the southern Delaware poultry industry killing people. Okay. And so I've, I have a hypothetical uh, family, the Shermans, who over like 80 years developed this huge uh, conglomerate. They also get into land development. And so I discuss, well, the first chapter in a murder, in a thriller, you have to have someone killed the first chapter. That's a rule that okay. I learned in my first and second. Uh, and then it just goes on discussing uh, the poultry industry and how it can kill you and so on. And with most of my books, it's an awful lot of research. But since right. I'm an ex-professor, I love research. And the reason I'm, I am writing a fourth book is because, Tony, you might have learned this from your research on marketing. They tell you you need seven or eight books in a series before the advertising starts working, before your name gets repeated enough by a lot of different people. So yeah, hopefully I, I, in two or three years, I'll have six or seven books and Five of the covers of those books hopefully will be done by Stephanie, unless she's writing <laughs> yeah. another book. And... <laughs> well, I am, but I'm not publishing it. I think that was the the issue. I think you caught me in the middle of publishing my own book. So, uh, but I'll be that's writing true. this one for a little while. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's I'll I'll put out another book in two or three years. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think Frank's in like. I think in the time that I've known you, you've got like six books out and I've got like two in 12 years. So I'm definitely not headed towards quantity in my life. I will not be a prolific writer in my world. So. Well, once you get into it, it's easy to write, you know, although this year I'm pretty slow because we moved into a new house. We're getting married, you know, two or three weeks or whatever the time period is. So You're getting married in two required. or three weeks. Oh, well, how exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get my you invitation, Frank. I knew you were getting married, but I didn't know you were getting married in like two or three weeks. Well, maybe four or five. In the in the near future, we have a yeah. trip planned to. We have a trip planned to uh, Alaska at the end of August, so we figured I have to get married before then. Oh, okay, all right, fantastic. Well, the, the date date to be determined. <laughs> I was like, do you not know when right. you're getting married, Frank? <laughs> oh the hardest gosh. thing is getting. We are getting uh, prenup agreements because we don't want our kids to fight over assets with the other right, kids, kids right. from the spouse. Yeah. Kids. Right, right. And that takes the longest time because lawyers are so slow. They truly are. Man, that's tough. Yeah, and it's so, not, they're not one of those businesses where if you don't like it, you can take it, your business elsewhere. They're all the same speed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so getting back to the to the series, so – the environmental murders, um, did you sort of take inspiration from the fact that you just live in Southern coastal Delaware or was there some, some, you know, sometimes we hear these little anecdotes that kind of stick in our brain and we're like, Hey, that might work into a story later. Or was there any particular way well, because that you I live that here, idea? Because I live here. I know, uh, like two years after I moved here in 2001, they started publishing that there are a lot of cancer cells around Indian river Bay. And it was caused by pollution from the power plant, which, of course, has stopped now since they don't burn coal like they used to. And then I heard about some of these chicken poultry uh, problems. 
like one company has to pay a hundred or has to spend one hundred and fifty million dollars to improve their water uh, dispersal system. Right. Yeah, so that gave me a good idea. I remember doing a story about Selbyville. And there's a hidden town, a hidden undeveloped town in Selbyville, or at least there was for a while. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? No, I don't. They had squared off this town and they had, you know, dirt roads and things like that. And then the development fell apart. So there's like trees that grew around it. But the the center of it is supposedly still intact. I'm sorry, was supposedly still intact when I wrote the story, which was 2013, maybe 2012. Uh-huh. Um, I thought one, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up without an answer. I was certain one of the two of you would, would know about that. I, I would have to ask Patty. She, she, Patty would know. I mean, if anybody knew, my wife Patty would know. But uh, Mark Showell what... told me about it. Mark? Okay. Is his name Mark, the furniture man? Uh, yeah, it could well, be. I will, uh, yeah. I will get on web and find it because that that might that would that 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 would be a good a good setting for you be a good setting for anybody yeah everybody died that's why they stopped the development yeah (laughs) i i I feel like it was ran out of money or interest but uh yeah or maybe somebody died maybe it was on an indian burial ground go supernatural well frank said you have to kill somebody in the first couple of pages in order to make it interesting so maybe that's where we are I kill somebody in line four, so I'm. I, I hope. I hope you're correct. Actually, someone yeah. else kills someone on line four. I just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we know. And it is well, I, thing. I get to the second page before <laughs> they find them. Absolutely. So, do you already have ideas? Because you mentioned, you know, maybe books five, six, seven, eight. Do you already have like ideas percolating that you want to explore for those? No. 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 Although when I travel, I usually get locations where I can put them in a book. Mm. And so I, we just came back from uh, Western North Carolina. The mountains there, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's where the um, fugitive who blew up uh, a few people in the Atlanta Olympics hit out. And you could see why it'd be hard to find them. So that might be a good locale. And, of course, Alaska. Somebody yes. has to do something in Alaska. you got to have somebody escape to Alaska. Right. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it would be remiss of me to not tag up on that. That guy is in my book. Oh, uh, is he? Good. Yeah, Anth- Anthony Warner um, is his name. And he believed in the things that the people I wrote about believed in. Reptiles and... Reptiles and the... The uh, New, New World, World Order. Order. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Do you see so, it, it all comes back around, Tony? It, it, was, it was so bananas. What's the name of your book, that. Tony? It's called Dragged Into the Light. Truthers, reptilians, super soldiers, and death inside an online cult. I've and been you're having a book signing there. this Saturday. I I am at the um, Greyhound in Berlin, Greyhound, yeah. and then in that. New Jersey, and then in Pennsylvania. I've got three signings. Pow, pow, pow. Um, but I mean, I have a huge family, and they're they're just going around bullying places into letting me come, so they don't have to come down here and buy my books. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it, we indie authors do whatever it takes you get your mom in there my mom went around her neighborhood and made all of the people that lived in her neighborhood like buy one of my books she's just, i think she went door to door like a girl scout like would you like paperback or hardback you know that, didn't give them an option the, the very thing that almost happened to me because i said i wanted to do a signing in union beach where i grew up we don't have a bookstore and i said you know maybe i'll reach out to the library my mom was like i'll call the library i know the lady i'm like 
I'm not going to have my mom call and make a thing for me. I'm 50 for Christ's sake. So I, I called like a big boy and they were still happy to have me. They're happy to have anybody. It's a little teeny tiny library. Oh, it's the first sweet. place I ever met a crazy person. So I'm looking forward to recounting that story. In a public oh, okay. library. Yeah. we. That, that well, feels very apropos. My, my, my hometown is very much like, uh, if you can imagine West Ocean City in the 70s. Very small. Right on There's the, right there. on the bay. I'm sorry. There was nobody there. Nobody there. Yeah, no, there were. I mean, I don't think there were 2000 people in my town when I was growing up and one only one of them. We had one crazy guy, you know, and he would just hang out in the library. So I was doing research on like gods and goddesses or something for fifth grade. And he just, you know, talked about gods and goddesses for like I didn't know he was crazy. I just thought he was super smart. And maybe he was one of those, you know bit of both kind of guy but as i grew older he was still around town they called him crazy john he rode around on his bike with uh one slipper and one shoe it was a tricycle bike for grown-ups bless his heart oh, okay yeah here's the crazy john well frank i'm sure you you could uh feel free to work that into the environmental murders you know a local selbyville guy who maybe lives in that abandoned you know d- um. development <laughs> with, with his one shoe and his tricycle bike I, I, I dare you to work that into the book. <laughs> well, that's Tony, so I'd have to give him co-authorship. So. Uh, that, that, I, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't fight you too hard on that. When yeah. you're, um, when those other two books came out, did you? Was there anything you could do? Have you, um, like, did you try like Facebook advertising or anything? What, what, what how did you get the word out as best as you could during? Well, COVID? I use Facebook advertising to. Uh, tell people about book signings and Facebook's not that good unless you have a, a, a great um, goal. If you just advertise your book, not too many people in Facebook are there to look for books. Right. So that's why you go right. to Amazon advertising. And I did oh. not have that much of a success with ab- Amazon advertising. Okay. I did initially, but then uh, it didn't work out. <clears throat> now I, I have seven book signings going and I'm hopefully get a few more. Oh, where where are your book signings, and are they they're coming up? Um, I know you guys like wine. Uh, I would go to the uh, what is it? The Arts Day in the Windmill Creek uh, Artist Marketplace. Okay, it's a winery in Berlin, right off at one thirteen. Oh, Windmill Creek, and then the Greyhound, huh? Windmill Creek. Then, yes, then okay. the Greyhound, the nineteenth. Then Bethany Books, the 16th of July. Brazabat, the 23rd of July. The Palette and the Page, which is a bookstore in Elkton, Maryland, which you guys might want to visit. Um, and that's on Friday, August 6th. <clears throat> then Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity, that conference, you can sell the books there. And then the Elkton Fall Fest in Elkton, Maryland. I have no idea how that's going to be at all. Yeah. And here's the list of them. There you go. So you're really booking them pretty far out in advance then. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah I'm finding yeah. that out now as I'm trying to book, because I'm trying to get signings. I'm doing a, a, a national tour. I'm actually just driving to Washington State, and so I'm trying to find bookstores between here and Washington State. And it's been more of a challenge than I thought it would be. I have like one in Omaha and I think one someplace in maybe Montana. But that's all I've been able to get so far because people are like, I, I don't know you, you know, I'm, 
Right. Uh, I'm cold calling these places. So we'll see. Uh, the the book, uh, you know, hopefully will do well enough that next time I call back, they'll they'll be like, all right, I see that this is a book now. Because that's the thing when you do it too far in advance for me, my book wasn't out yet. My book wasn't out yet. So, you know, I didn't even have like an ISBN number they could uh, ISBN they could refer to which they could refer. Um, when you, my, um, books are, my books are in sale in three uh, bookstores in uh, the Outer Banks, North Carolina, where I go every year. And hopefully if they sell, they'll let me do a book signing down there. Oh, that's pretty well. I've been pushing. Yeah. They're not calling me back. I got to tell them I know you. Maybe they'll maybe they'll <laughs> let me get a signing while I'm down there. And so we didn't sell any of his books. No bump. <laughs> get lost. <laughs> So how do you find the places to to do these signings? Like, how do you, because that's a lot. And especially like getting an out of town stuff. Is it just pounding the pavement? Have you already relationships from earlier signings you've done? How do you, how do you arrange that? Well, the, the bookstores, I'm in the bookstores and, you know, everybody that has a book in a bookstore has been bugging them for a signing. So a lot of them allowed us to do it. I also sell my books in the art center of Ocean City and they, uh, give out announcements of, of what they're doing. And one event was this thing at the wine center, uh, the winery. So I called him up and as I said, do you accept books? Cause they said it's an art thing. And I said, you know, writing is creative. It's very artistic. And after they laughed a little, they said, yeah, you yeah. can go ahead. Not when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll ask you this question. I, during the pandemic, one of the things that I had a lot of success with was uh, book clubs. Um, there were several book clubs that um, decided to pick Chasing Alice and did them for their, um, you know, monthly book club. And, and that was um, that was really great because, well, I couldn't go in person, but we did a lot of Zoom. In fact, I did my first one of my first uh, in-person book clubs recently. But have you have you had any success or have you have you done the route of like book clubs or, or anything like that to no, help spread I, the I word don't. about your book? I don't know how to uh, get people from book clubs interested. I don't know how to approach them. Uh, so I've only had one book club. And now, that was like two years ago, three years ago. In your case, Stephanie, was it, did you solicit them or was it just out of the blue? No, it was, it was interesting. I, I got contacted and then said, Hey, we chose your book for our book club. Um, but what was interesting, a lot of them, um, several book clubs uh, originated out of different bookstores, like because that like maybe the, that book club picked that bookstore to be the place where they would buy their books. And, um, you know, there were at least two book clubs that came out of the Greyhound bookstore. So I don't know, maybe that might be I I've, honestly I found that to be a great uh, a, a great venue, especially during the pandemic, to be able to talk about the books. I couldn't be there in person and sign them, but I got to see people's faces and talk with them. And, um, you know, they all had to have bought the book because we were all sitting there talking about it. So, um, that was a, that was a pretty cool thing that happened. Um, you know, like I said, like, I mean, you had mentioned earlier that the pandemic really did a number on us. We couldn't do right. all the normal publicity things that we would otherwise do, but, you know, I think we had to all try to figure out how to get creative, um, during that time. I did find art fairs and uh, meetings like that are very useful. Like there's one in uh, Ken Island. They have Ken Island days. And that was pretty good. That was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, it hasn't shown up. They've canceled for the last two years. 
I unfortunately I don't have your personality, um, which is why I never do well at those. Like I'm, you know, I begrudge I begrudge having to be there, and I certainly don't want to talk to anybody. And so for some reason I don't sell books. Well, you're doing it I, now. I mean, I I just sit behind the table and glower, and people don't come up and give me money. Work. I, don't, I don't know no. why. Frank is a natural salesman, man. He really will is. talk to anybody and just it's it's a it's a thing to see. For sure. Well, it's either I always, that or starve, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I, I can sell books if I talk. Like if I give if I if I can give a talk, I'm gonna sell a ton of books because when I'm doing this, I'm I'm charming enough that people are like, Yeah, all right, I think I'd like to see that. But if I have to like grab people walking by and make that pitch, I don't have I don't have the courage and I don't have the charisma. I just scare people. <laughs> They're like, who's that angry man behind <laughs> yeah. the car behind that folding table? No, but what do you, what do you, how do you think of like, what's your pitch, Frank, when you, when you are going to these things, do you just see people walking by? Do you cold call them? Do you set up like a great display? Well, like what's your, what's your, by, if they walk by and their eyes are not looking at me, but they're looking away, I just let them go. But if they look at me, I say, hi, how you doing? What do you like to read? Of course, I have books that are in all genres and uh, interest everybody. And <laughs> we just start talking. Frank's like, I got something for everybody here, peeps. I got something for everybody. Why don't you that way? Yeah, I've got beer and psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got murders and uh, a few more, more murders. murders. <laughs> I got murders and more murders. It's not that's not your cup of tea. Keep walking, lady. You know. <laughs> well, the murder story is just a genre to get the main point across about the book that I'm talking about social and political issues, which are important to everybody. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, again, I, I, I'm sure it'll be the case with the, with the chicken one, but I, I remember the, the, the billion, the billion dollar scam one. I, again, I remember very clearly you talking about like, this is a real thing. I'm having to fictionalize it. You know, this is a real concern. Yeah, I think you raise a good point that we, you know, the murder itself is just the vehicle to tell the greater story. I know, like, with, you know, my book, um, I wanted to talk about domestic violence. I wanted to talk about some mental health stuff. Um, I know with Tony, he had some larger points that he wanted to make about, you know, our culture and how we how we perceive things and what is everyone's, you know, what's that line for everyone. And so... Um, do you sort of see the same thing with your books that, you know, the, the murder mystery is just the vehicle to tell a bigger story? Correct. Yes. All right. Well, now I say that I write realistic fiction uh -huh. and I got to get this example. In, and a lot of people say, well, the criminal should be caught at the end. I say, well, that's not very realistic. And so I looked up some statistics today. You know, there were almost 14,000 murders last year in this country or in 2019 according to the FBI, and they only arrested 6,600 people for them. So that means at least half the murders, nobody get caught. Or they don't have enough evidence to lock down the person they really... But no, they didn't, they didn't arrest them, so they didn't get caught. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's a pretty, you know, realism. They, yeah, that's a pretty... One or two pretty, all, always gets free. As in, it's terrifying. That is right. terrifying. That's a terrifying statistic, truly. All right, Stephanie. Well, this is the part of the show where you thank the guest. Oh, well, thank you, Frank, for coming back on the podcast and talking to us. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Hope to see you next year. 
Uh, we'll see you with book four, I promise. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. So What's Your Story was produced by Saltwater Media, an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland. Visit them at www.saltwatermedia.com. You can find the podcast page at so what's your story podcast.com where we have links to the author's work and short bios and lots of other fun stuff. You can also reach us via email and social there. Tell your story.